Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk. July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. WW Talk. It's the podcast of three diverse friends, Candice, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the Weight Watchers plan. Each week we talk about our health journey on WW. Now, there's no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, fair warning, there is a touch of chaos at the beginning because Candace's little boy Isaiah got loose and ran into the frame and David, her husband, had to come grab him. But we were really excited to see them because this episode is inspired by a topic from David who thought we should talk about food pushing at the holiday season. So we're going to strategize some ways on how to say no without guilt. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hi, welcome to Real WW Talk. I'm Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. Ladies, always good to see you guys. Oh, look, you guys. <laughs> we have a visitor. We have a visitor. Hello. Well, he's on his way out. <laughs> Poor little guy. But go ahead. <laughs> Did he you has, he's like, he's like, it's like that video of the guy who's the um, newscaster and his kid comes <laughs> in, in the back and he's like, oh my God. And oh, yeah. that, that, and like, there's David every time. Oh, there he is. <laughs> yes, yes. There's, there's number four. Just drag the child Watch down. our YouTube if you don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was going to say, if there's ever an episode to watch on YouTube, it is this one. Yes. And then go back to our very first episode oh. that we posted with little baby Isaiah. Yeah. And now big boy three, who's. <laughs> Who's kind of coming in and infiltrating our podcast? So amazing, and I feel so privileged that we got the arm and chin of <laughs> WW member number four here. Like, come here, okay. incredible, incredible. Well, um, we've got a couple of shout outs that we want to give to people in the group, and then actually today's topic is brought to us by WW member number four. So I'm David. very excited about that. Yes. Thank you, David. Yeah. Uh, Luke, uh, I guys, this I thought was really interesting because we've had a couple people have talked about plateauing in uh, the Real WW Talk Facebook group recently. By the way, if you want to join in to the Facebook group, just search Real WW Talk on Facebook. We will come up and just make sure that you um, answer all the questions so we know that you're not a robot. Because let me tell you, the bots are getting very, very clever now. They, no, they really are. Like, it's, very, yeah. it's for real. It's for real. So Le- Leanne said, I plateaued for about six weeks. 
I decided to switch to the diabetic plan so fruit would have a points value. Mm. I've lost five pounds in the past week since switching. I guess I was eating way too much free fruit. Mm. So one, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was a great idea of Mm -hmm. switching just to see what the value of that would be. But I do want to make just a little correction there is that fruit is not free on WW. It is zero points, but it is zero points for a serving. So it is not meant for us to sit down and eat a whole bag of cherries at one time and it be considered free or a whole watermelon or a whole cantaloupe or a whole bag of oranges while they're Mm -hmm. technically zero. And that goes for eggs or salmon or, you know, the, the chicken breast, they still have calories and those things can still add up. So just the caution to put it out there is there's zero points, not free. Prove it, Aaron. I'm going to go to a getting started session and make right. sure you're correct. <laughs> no, you're right. That that that's always one that I think people forget. You know, mm-hmm. when you're zero, you yeah. think that they're telling you to just eat it recklessly to have 15 bananas, and yeah. they always have to kind of clarify. We are aware that there's actually like calories to these things. It's just mm-hmm. generally people didn't gain all their weight by eating a whole lot of fruit. Correct. But there is something to say about the sugar piece, especially if you mm-hmm. do struggle with diabetes, diabetes or being pre-diabetic, mm-hmm. you know, limiting that resistance. Have, yeah. can have a lot of benefits. So, mm-hmm. yep, for sure. So just that, just that little word and exactly what Candace said, more than likely all of us did not gain our weight from eating fruit or chicken. Yes. Correct. Which is why the scientists were like, you guys will be fine if that's the most thing you're eating the most. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, A woman named Erin, not this Erin, but you know, it's a great name. She said, I am so excited for my most recent non-scale victory. I am wearing a pair of capris today that are a size 16. Okay. Honestly, there are 16 to 18 women, but there's still a 16 in there. I am down 60 pounds since January 7th of this year. Amazing. Congratulations. So many good things. (laughs) I love that. Again, clothing NSVs are the best. They They are. are. But man, okay, 60 pounds down since January. I mean, it's incredible. She has been booking it. Yeah. Wait, I'm doing some. I was going to say, Aaron's over there doing calculations. I am. I'm doing some quick math. So she's basically been losing about between five and five and a half pounds, which means roughly a pound a week and maybe a titch more. Now, think of us, think of how many people get really discouraged. When they're not losing two or three pounds or four pounds a week, Erin has been slow and steady and she's down 60 pounds with a pound, uh, a little bit more than a pound a week. And you know, this other also means Weight Watchers works. <gasps> like I, what? Like if you do the plan, like, oh my goodness, you lose weight. I Look mean, if you can, just think about that. That's so fantastic. one pound a week would be yeah. 52 pounds. In That's amazing. In a year, right? Yeah. That would be one year at one pound a week. Yeah. 
Would you even be satisfied if you look at a cumulative total total in one year of half a pound a week? Like we we've kind of mm-hmm. poo poo that half a pound, but being down twenty six pounds in a year. If you were to sit there and ask yourself if you could be down twenty six pounds in one year, would you be happy with that? For all the years that I've been on Weight Watchers, <laughs> if I could lose twenty six pounds for every year that I was on there, right. I'd be non existent. I would love it. <laughs> I mean, but you do minimize it at first. You're like, who wants to be the half a pound a week? Right. I want the two. Right. No. That feels like something's not working if we're mm-hmm. only getting half a pound a week. Mm-hmm. It's not true. It's, it's not true. <laughs> but it's working. And it's working. And now she's having the closing, clothing NSVs. Who's the winner? Mm-hmm. Slow and steady. Erin's the winner. Get it, girl. (laughs) Yay. So Candice, um, our fourth member of Real WW Talk, David. Yes. (laughs) Representing the men's zone here. He brought up an idea for us. Well, you know, we were (laughs) talking. My husband has had, he's had this issue that it's every year. He does not understand this inability uh, for me probably to say no to others, especially during the holiday season. And it it was brought up because we were talking about food. Like if somebody makes you something that you don't particularly care for, let's say you go to a Thanksgiving dinner and grandma Jean wants to give you garlic mashed potatoes and you don't really like them or you really didn't like hers and she wants to send it home with you. I don't want to hurt people's feelings, right? Like, so I'll say, oh, sure, I'll take it home, knowing that I'm not going to eat it when it gets home and that it's eventually going to be thrown away. And he said, but don't you feel that that's actually worse than you just saying no thank you in the moment to her when it's offered? And I said, well, I just feel like it's rude. Like you have to take something when somebody offers it, even if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm just fascinated by that. I don't understand. I don't understand it. And I just wanted to bring it to you guys because other, a lot of my friends tended to agree with me and they said, oh no, yeah, I would just take it. I don't want to hurt other people's feelings. And he was like, but it really is a form of hurting. Mm. They may not know it, but one, you're not giving them an opportunity. They, they're going to keep making it every year because people are taking it and not giving any feedback that it's not good. Mm-hmm. And then you have this nasty mashed potatoes at your house that you're not going to eat. And then you just throw it out. Like, he's like, I can't make it work. So I wanted to bring it to you guys. That was the topic. How does that, and how does that impact our journeys when we struggle with that in a lot of different areas? Cause mm-hmm. it's not just with food. Sometimes we go to the party that we know we don't want to go to, or we just do things that mm-hmm. are really to our detriment because mm-hmm. we're focused so much on other people and not making them feel bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it goes both ways too. Cause how many times are there events at work where there's leftover cupcakes and you're like, Hmm, I probably shouldn't take those home. You know, I, there's 12 cupcakes left. I probably shouldn't take all 12 home, but somebody doesn't want it in their house and they keep offering it to me. And I know I should say no. And maybe I say no, but then they keep pushing it and I don't want to be rude. And I also, part of me wants them. And I like, I, I'm hurting myself by not saying that's a really bad choice for me. I can't like, or no, I don't need that in my house someone else will take them or we can throw them away. Like 
I, I think that lack of directness is really hard because it feels like I am going to hurt someone's feelings or make them feel like I don't appreciate that they made the cupcakes in the first, let's say it was for my birthday. <laughs> and I didn't want, I still didn't want 12 cupcakes in my house. You know, like, I think we are so worried about hurting others that we in turn let ourselves be hurt. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm going to ask a question. And I want like absolute honest answers on this. Okay. So what, two weeks ago, you guys were at my house. We had our little planning party Mm -hmm. and I made a chocolate cake Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. And I put out containers to go thinking, you know, for anybody who wanted to take some Mm -hmm. and Candace, I dished you out like a, you know, a big old piece to take home to David and you had a friend and then Ricky dished you out some. Mm-hmm. Were you okay with taking it or did I push that on? No, you? I think that's a really bad example. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I mean, it was never like, oh gosh, I got to take this chocolate cake. No, you didn't like, have to ask us twice, you know? <laughs> I think that's a horrible example, Erin. I'm sorry. I mean, after Candace begged you to make it, you know? We're, we're not offended. Yeah, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that Aaron is trying to push this chocolate cake on us. And it's not like it was a crazy amount. Like no. it was, uh, for me, it was a couple servings for Candace. It yeah. was like two or three, I think. Yeah. But like, no. Yeah, but you know how you can be in the moment where, you know, back to last week we were talking about the restaurant. Like I'm real, I enjoy this in the restaurant, but I'm good. I don't need to bring the rest of it Mm-hmm. home with me. And so for me, just kind of asking in that honest moment of, did either of you feel like you had to say no. yes no. to it? It's not like it was something that okay. needed to be reheated or like would taste different the next day. Like- if you had made like zoodles or something <laughs> like, and then you were like, I made you extra, you know, I might have felt that little twinge of she's really excited that she made these zoodles. I don't really want to take them home, but she made them for me or or something like that. Right. And I was so proud of Ricky that one time because you made something and you were like, taste this. And Ricky was like, I'm not going to take any more. Um, thank you you know but that to know that that might have been like hey yeah Aaron made this for me to try Mm -hmm. I feel like I want to respect the fact that you took the time to make this I don't like it it was it took my pudding was was it was it the sweet potato pudding I think think there were chickpeas in it too or something I think no no chickpeas in that one Well, and I hope too, like for us that we've got an honest enough friendship too, where you can say, girl, that is too off the reservation for me. I love to try different things Mm -hmm. and introduce them to you guys to see how you, you know. But I think that's a great example though, Mm -hmm. because even in that, it's not like you're just like, oh, yuck, right? (laughs) Because you're aware that you took time to make something. And I think that's always the thing Mm -hmm. that even David was bringing up. I can acknowledge somebody's effort and still not want, like, thank you for making this. Or even if you try to put it on me, like I made it for you. Cause that's what happens in my family. I made this especially Mm -hmm. for you. And then it's like, but I don't want chitlins. I don't (laughs) like them. I don't want that. You know? And it's like, well, do I feel like I have to take it because you gave the stipulation that it was for me? 
Mm, you know, right. do you ever, okay. So in like, you know, the different instances, I will tell you a phrase that I'll use and I'll say, thank you so much. I think so-and-so is going to enjoy that more than me knowing that somebody actually does enjoy it more than me. So it's better going home with them than with me. And I, I did that the other night with my, uh, with my mom and I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to give the rest of that, give all that to Austin. Cause he's really going to enjoy it more than I'm going to enjoy it. That's a little bit passing the buck probably, but and the yeah, relationship okay. you have with your mom versus like a coworker uh, right. or, you know, a friend. If it's, so if it's a coworker or a friend, I will just say, um, I, I'll just say like, Oh, you, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to this, everything that I had here was great, uh, but I'm not going to be able to take it with me. Mm-hmm. And then they say like, why. <laughs> and if they say why, um, just because my schedule over the next couple, I've got a ton of food that I already made at the house that I've got to eat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I've got a ton of stuff happening over the next couple of days. So I just won't be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want that so badly and I like it. I'm just trying to think about like, I don't know. I feel like I have like people who get really in my family, like, why? Like I made this for you. Just take yeah, it home. Put it in the this? freezer. You know how you talk about it? Feel safe. Right. Put it in, in the, the freezer. freezer. And then at that point, if they keep pushing it, fine, I'll take it. Uh, that's great. And then it will go in the trash. Mm-hmm. When yeah, I get home, sometimes I won't, I won't argue worth, anymore. Right. Sometimes it's probably not worth the fight if you no. know that individual might get offended and you know that you have the power to take it home and throw it away. <laughs> this is the thing that I still wrestle with sometimes. Why is it okay for them, for me to worry about their offense mm-hmm. and them not offending me in this? Because at this moment I'm being pushed to the brink yeah. on it. Yeah, And I think that's a part of just letting go. Uh, what is it? Offense can only be taken, never given. And sometimes just the easy way out, like not everything's got to be a hill that we have to die on. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I'll take it and I'll throw it away when I get home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have, so I will admit earlier on my like militant days when I was trying to prove a point with WW, when people were pushing me, I did say that you can either throw it away in the trash here. I'll throw it away when I get home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Either way, like that's just what's going to happen. I remember Mm -hmm. that being Mm -hmm. a shock when I said that, but I'm like, (laughs) I've, I've politely said three different times. I'm trying to avoid that not happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to know your audience, you know, like, obviously, I didn't care about my audience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, I haven't had this personal experience, but I've heard that, you know, and I wish I had a reference for this, but like, there are some cultures where it's straight up, like considered extremely offensive, especially even if you go in their house and you say no to something, it's extremely offensive. So I think like, it's knowing your audience, if you know, it's just auntie so-and-so and she's just pushing the food and you know she'll be okay if you're like no this time auntie no uh versus like you're in someone else's house and you know you're truly a guest in their house versus like a family member but you're an honored guest and you know i think that's where like knowing your audience comes in let's take a quick break hey quick question for you are you someone who wants to be fit healthy and happy And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of my uh, coworkers, I'll never forget his wedding. He's Korean mm-hmm. and they had all of um, basically, basically the grandmoms had made all of the food and it wasn't a, you go through the line and you pick what you want. They had like the white China. It's not even China. Remember the white paper plates? You have to do two of them to keep it from leaking through. Right. <laughs> they, they, you had to have, you held, you held your hands out like this um, together oh. for those on the podcast with the plate in the middle. So nothing dropped. I have never seen a mountain of food that was put on those plates in my life. <laughs> and that was the expectation that you will eat all of that at the wedding. I thought I cannot put anything else. And I did not want to cause mm-hmm. offense. Mm-hmm. That to me was the greater thing than me saying no. Cause I went through like, Ooh. they're like, no, no, here's more. Here's more. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> then how do you deal with it? Okay. If, if that happens, cause I, and then they're sitting there looking at you to see how you like it. So <laughs> here's more. The These were my coworkers, uh, coworkers, like grandmamas from, the church and family mm-hmm. it was a combination of culture honor respect i was not going i wasn't going to trifle with that mm-hmm. right i wasn't trifling with that right but for like my family right it's it would be a complete like ricky's saying like culture like that would be a completely sure mm-hmm. completely different thing and i just took it i went back and i ate what i could and thank them profusely mm-hmm. for all of the different foods that I got to try that I had so much. I learned what mochi was that day. And I was like, I'm down with this. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, yeah. So to me, those are kind of like a little bit of a different circumstance, mm-hmm. but with family and they're constantly pushing the same thing. I, at some point you just have to, you have to be able to say no, but you've got to get your gumption up yeah. and, and risk offense. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that is a process. And I think that, and and that's what I was trying to express to him is that, because he was just like, I just see sometimes you'll take home and not just, not like with my family all the time, it could be with anyone. I'll take home something that I just know I'm not going to eat or not, I didn't like. And it's only because I don't want to offend. And He's like, it's just so unfortunate because like you said, maybe somebody else really would have eaten it, but you have to have that ability to say to someone, Hey, you know, no, (laughs) I don't want it. Do you notice? Okay. So one of my coworkers, my coworker, um, he's, if he says no, everybody responds to him and they don't ask him again. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, I wonder Mm-hmm. If there is something to maybe the male versus female component mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. of the way that we take and we hold and we interpret versus the male component of when they say no, like generally what I've discovered is that the no is respected and moved on. Mm-hmm. I want to challenge you on that, Erin, with Please. something that you have said. Please. That people, we train people how to interact with us. So like yes. you were giving that before as an example with like the weight loss, like, oh, I'm still losing the same five pounds. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to end people, you know, don't believe you because you've been saying that for 10 years and haven't lost the weight. But I think because there are people and, and sometimes I agree with women, we might be called certain words if we are that person who's more assertive. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes with women, we often train people because we're like, oh, we'll say no 
twice and then we say yes. And they know from our previous behavior yep. that we are going to eventually say yes. That's an excellent point because the the gentleman that I'm thinking about, I feel like they have trained other people to respect their no, like you're not going mm-hmm. to push their boundary mm-hmm. on it. And maybe it's learning how to get comfortable with establishing a boundary mm-hmm. and getting comfortable with the uncomfortableness at first of that establishment. And I think another piece to that, again, that WW Talk member number four said, uh, is the labels that are then placed on you after the boundary. So the joke is that with David is that they'll always say that he's particular. Well, David doesn't like onions. And he's like, well, I never, I just don't like I didn't like your onions. I mean, I like onions. I don't like yours. Um, you know, that's the truth. And it it becomes this thing that he's difficult or that he's hard to please. And he's like, it's just because I'm willing to say just very directly or just honestly, I don't like that. And as a way for people to process it, sometimes there is an offense that's taken or a label that's placed that, well, you don't like anything. Mm -hmm. And I tend to want to, I can admit, you know, I don't, you don't want that label as being difficult or hard to please and all of that. And, you know, that's, that's something that you do have to accept if you are going to be more vocal about it. And sometimes it feels better to not. Here's, so like, here's a pot, like a, a, exactly what you're saying, Candace, is being okay with the label. One of the things that I've found that's been interesting over the years for me at my job is people stopped offering me certain things because I'm healthy. And it was known that Erin wouldn't partake in something because she eats really healthy. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's a way as we're just, you know, how do you, how do you toe dip into this part of it? is maybe to say, hey, I loved what I had right here. Or if you can't say that honestly, you know, even just say, hey, thank you for this. I'm really right now working on, on my health journey so that I'm, I'm enjoy this in the moment. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I got to keep moving forward. So I can't, ha- I'm not going to have it the next day because I'm, I'm working hard on a goal right mm-hmm. now. And maybe the more that you start using that language, mm-hmm. that starts to build that new thought for people of who you, who you are. And Tootie Candace is like, I don't want to be, I'm just laughing because you're like, they label me healthy. They don't offer. I'm like, no, no, no. Offer me the cake. Like think about me for it. Let me then say no. Cause I don't want you to then be like, well, Candace only eats the Brussels sprouts. No, I want you to consider me for the cake and for the other things. Let me say no, because I think that, but I, you know, we kind of joke, but I think that also can happen happen too, mm-hmm. is that when people stop offering, you know, you have to process that as well and say, mm-hmm. you can't have it both ways. If you do right, speak right. up, there's going to be some type of, you're teaching people some things about mm-hmm. you. And if you don't mm-hmm. like the narrative, then you probably need to be a little more specific. Or you've asked them to help you at work. Mm-hmm. And then when they help you, you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking from experience, <laughs> in the long run, I've never regretted having those types of accountability partners because, yeah. in the long run, it, it helps. But you know, Reese, moments- Ricky, no Reese's for you because you said you didn't want any Reese's, and you're like, first of all, don't police me. Don't, don't tell me what I don't want don't right tell me now. What I don't want. You told me to tell you well. 
I'm a different person today. I'm a different person today. <laughs> That's right. You don't know the pain I endured in the last 12 hours. My point reset today. I want it today. Okay. <laughs> but that is a I'm so glad that we had the conversation because it, you know, I I really, really understand what he's saying when he talks about the label. And I realize that for me, that's what I'm running from. Yeah. Is that label of being difficult or that label because I desire to be viewed positively in all ways and having to let go of that Mm -hmm. for the betterment of what I want. And even if that's, I don't want to go to that event. Like I said, it's not just the food. Sometimes it's the situations where I might also make decisions that would be difficult. If I don't want to go to four potlucks during the week, but I'm invited and I say, I don't, I don't want to go. Mm -hmm. No, you never want to go anywhere. Well, I don't want to go. You're a homebody. All of those things that people do to control you. Yeah. You know, you have to be able to be strong enough to, to say, this is what works best for me and to recognize that it may not feel okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and also just... You know, we I think we always tend obviously we look at things through the lenses of our of ourselves and how others are pushing us. And we sometimes automatically want to ascribe negative intentions onto people. And that's also not okay because we have to remember that food and the gathering around a table, especially at holidays, is really more connection for people and that giving away food is often a source of pride and and joy for people and in a way that people express love and to certain people their interpretation of it can be a rejection of the love that they're choosing to offer you yes and but I, but the piece that I would kind of counter, and maybe if there's a way as we do that to be able to return the love, just because this is the way that you love somebody, it doesn't mean that's the way that person wants to be loved. Mm-hmm. So we do have to create space, if you will, in the modern language of holding that just because this is how I like to love people it isn't the way that these particular persons or person wants to be loved to them being loved is I'm just sitting on the couch just with you having some quality time over a cup of tea, or, you know, maybe it's a Christmas gift exchange because they love to give presents that feels like love to them. And I think that the challenge in that, because I I love what you said, and I agree, is determining who's responsible in those types of interactions. Is it the person who this is how they like to give and show love? Is it the responsibility of the person who doesn't want to receive it that way to get their needs met? Or is it the opposite where, you know, and and I think that that's something else that David said is he always feels like he has to accommodate somebody else's love language, you know, when it's not his because he doesn't want to ruffle feathers, but Mm -hmm. there's never that thought of the other person to say, this is what isn't working for you. And I want to respect that. And there may not be an answer that it's always one or the other, right? but I think that 
that can be missed. And especially if somebody is like high up in the family, like we talk about your father or somebody who always gets their way, you Mm -hmm. know, they, they tend to never yield. They're like, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be this, you know? And I think if it is someone who is a loved one, it might be worth that quick conversation of like, I so appreciate what you're doing, but this is why, because some people, I think when they know the why, Mm -hmm. like knowing that this is not how you're receiving love. And I love how you said that too, Erin, but like knowing that giving you something that they think is love that could actually cause you to be in a a, a place where your health is even, you know, at a detriment. Like, I think if they truly understood that most people would be like, oh, I won't give you anymore. <laughs> so if it's that close of a relationship, I think the conversation is important and it could make a difference. Mm -hmm. And I think being able to also tell them, you know, don't take it to an extreme, you know, that whole piece, like, I'm never going to give you onions again, David, you don't have to be extreme. (laughs) I I'm not saying that ever. I'm saying that for this and we can try again later. If there, if it's something where there's a middle ground, because I think that when, whenever we respond with extremes from a place of hurt, Right. That sometimes you have to reconcile sometimes within yourself. You know, I feel rejected because I wanted to love you this way and you didn't want to be loved that way Mm -hmm. instead of it being, oh, you horrible person who has horrible taste. Like, you know, (laughs) it's not that. I just, you know, I just, I would tell you something that sweet potato pudding dip was good. It was, (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Something's wrong with your taste, but what's wrong with y'all in my house? No, you never like anything. (laughs) (laughs) Ricky only eats pasta. You're like, it's all those things where you're like, wait a second. What's all that? (laughs) Don't like your, I don't like your pudding. (laughs) I don't know that we got to any specific answer other than, It's a struggle and just be as gracious as you can with people and be as gracious as you can with yourself. And you know what? Yielding to someone isn't actually a place of defeat. It can actually be a place of strength because yielding can come out of kindness. And sometimes that just wins more. And if you have to take the container home, take the container home. It's not that big of a deal. When you look in the scheme of everything that's happening. And if you don't want to, you're not a bad person. Right. I think, like you said, I think that's the middle ground. Let's just stop with the labels Mm -hmm. and have a little more courage to say what we need and have a little more courage to hear things that might not be comfortable if you're the one who cooked. Yeah. But don't let your shorts get up in a bunch over it. You You just need a new recipe. I don't like your potato salad. Like, put raisins in it. I'm not going there. But I did not put raisins in my potato salad. I didn't say to Aaron and say, you know, but do not put raisins in my potato salad. You're invited to the cookout, Aaron. You know how to make good food. Listen, I already said if I ever come to a cookout, I'm not bringing potato salad. Yeah. No, she said I I don't have raisins in it. That's right. That's not a poll. I'm not even going to put that up in the group to say who puts raisins in potato salad. No. I don't want to know. Not a thing. I want to no. know. Not a thing. Not a thing. All right. That does it for us. <laughs> <laughs> the whole episode.
nonsense, nonsense. <laughs> Come join us in the Real WW Talk Facebook group. Just search Real WW Talk to uh, join in. Of course, we have the podcast, so you can pop us in your pocket and go. But like we said, today's a good day to come watch it in YouTube <laughs> or in the Facebook group so you can see Candace's family making a yes. little surprise appearance. David and Minnie David there. There you go. <laughs> All right. That does it for this week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.